This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown. One podcast at a time. Hello, dear friends. I'm your head mister, Lord Stephen Gearhart. And I am your co-mister, the man with no name, Lance Wayne. And together we are the misters of the... the, Let's try it again. The misters of the... the, Lance! The misters of the dark! Don't shut up! Whatever. Join us wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Or go to mistersofthedark.com, where we'll be discussing all things horror, from films and books to everything in betweensies. We also have the occasional victim. <laughs> I mean, guest. <laughs> Only on the Fearscape Mania Network. <laughs> Shut up, Lance. I always get the last laugh. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. We are on a journey to understand and to discover the phenomena that seems to exist all around the globe. We invite you to join us on this journey into the unknown. Holidays, everybody, and welcome back to Fearscape Paranormal Podcast here on the Fearscape Media Network. We are here for a special bonus December uh, episode, another uh, fantastic and uh, epically length uh, encounter <laughs> from the Fearscape. Uh, I'm your host, Stefan Gearhart, and this time I'm actually joined by my co-host, uh, the uh, bowl full of jelly himself, Josh Rutledge. Why, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Uh, I even have rosy cheeks tonight because the heat failed in our house this morning. <laughs> oh, man, you got to get out to Arizona, man, because it's 72 right now. I mean, we were like, um, should we just turn the oven on and open the door? <laughs> yeah, that's old school, but it has been done. Um, yeah, man, I uh, I have officially acclimated to Arizona, and when I get up in the morning and it's like 55 degrees, I mean, I am layered up. I'm so cold. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. I, I went out uh, a couple of weekends ago with uh, my brother uh, looking at the stars and stuff, and um, it was like 57. And I had, you know, that Star Trek sweater jacket thing that I wear a lot. So that I love and super jealous of. Yeah. Yes. So like a year ago, 57 with that in my backyard, I'd been fine. The other night. I was I was freezing. I was like, I should have brought my heavy coat. It's like my body knows. Yeah, because you've been out here so much now. Yeah. You're pre-acclimated, man. Yeah. Pre-acclimated. Your your body I, is I, getting you used to hollow earth, dude, which sits I, I, at 57 degrees yeah. all year. 
I, I preheat. I preheat the oven. So, preheat. Yeah. That's what I did. That's why I'm having a baby in April. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, yeah. I, uh, before we get into this encounter from the Fearscape, uh, I wanted to just quickly mention the holidays are coming up. Uh, and uh, so I wanted to just remind you guys, you can go to fearscapepodcast.com slash store and you can go to our T Public store. There's all kinds of great, uh, incredible just stuff on there, man. You can get that Jersey Devil t-shirt. There's a couple Bigfoot shirts and uh, Poplick months. I mean, there's all yeah. kinds of different stuff that you can get in that. Uh, make some great presents as well, of course, as some Fearscape uh, branded stuff as well, uh, as well as stuff from our network affiliates as well, like Mistress of the Dark and Ghost in the attic bodies in the basement yeah i mean i um actually just picked up quite a few shirts uh, off of our store and then t public in general that was um, you yeah <laughs> i did buy i did buy quite a few because uh, i was running out of uh t-shirts that i like that don't have stains or or so whatever on them. so i went out and picked up a, about five or six to have and yeah i mean there's some great designs we have out there but there's also just i noticed you put a couple of other people designs in our store and mm-hmm. so you know it doesn't have to be fearscape uh, there's a lot of other designs out there that other people have designed on t public that you can all get in access via our store yeah that so, we loved so yeah. just a reminder fearscapepodcast.com slash store check that out you can also go to redbubble.com and search fearscape paranormal podcast we do have some stuff on there as well including a blanket for all of our blanket huggers out there so there's lots of ways that uh you can uh get some cool gifts uh and if you want to give the gift of giving this year you can support us at buymeacoffee.com slash fearscape pod correct and yep. uh you know that you can donate that in in the name of your favorite person who also loves fearscape that way josh can you know get his heat back on so <laughs> just saying uh anyways josh i want to get moving on because this is just a bonus episode man we're not supposed to be working we're not supposed to be working. well before we before we get to the bonus episode we do have a special uh, appearance that you and i are making Oh yeah! On, about that. De- on December nineteenth uh, at eleven a.m. Uh, Eastern Time, uh, we're going to be on Behind the Paranormal with uh, Ben and Paul Eno. Which yeah, you-, you guys may remember, yeah, we had yep. Paul Eno on the show uh, months back, and he was fantastic. And so we're going to be dropping in on his live radio show. Yeah. So if y'all have an opportunity on uh, again December nineteenth at eleven a.m. Eastern. You can go to behindtheparanormal.com and they from there you can find all the different ways that you can listen and uh, and hear us talk about just kind of the stuff that we've been up to the kind of the stuff that you hear on the show but maybe some other things as well that we haven't been uh, uh, able to share yeah absolutely yet, so. you can also go to tunein.com uh, they have some live streams of it as well and for those of our listeners and we do have these that are in providence and the boston area because we do have a list couple listeners in providence uh you can actually listen on the radio at uh 12 40 a.m and 99.5 fm uh so if you're wanting to just listen to the radio while you're yep. making lunch or whatever you're doing uh you know you definitely want to check that out i am so excited to <laughs> hang too. out with with paulino again and, and finally meet ben man super right yep same here so anyways uh, i want to get to this encounter from the fearscape josh this one uh is a doozy man it was sent in to us a long time ago from a long time listener and a friend of mine uh deidre coep 
Ankrum. I apologize if I said it wrong. Uh, it's been a minute, um, but she sent this to us. Wow, gosh, I bet you it's been a year, um, but we haven't had an opportunity to do a uh, listener story that's longer than a couple paragraphs in a minute besides uh, the interview I did last week. So uh, I promised her I would do this and I thought December would be the perfect time since we were off and we could do a bonus episode. So uh, this is Deidre's encounter from the Fearscape called My Visits from the Spirit World. Many years ago, a spirit or ghost made contact with me. There were three occurrences of this contact. At the time, I was in my mid-twenties, so this would have been 40 years ago. I was living in Arizona when it started and had been on active duty with the Air Force for about a year. I was single when the first contact happened and was living in a one-bedroom apartment alone. Such living arrangements were relatively new to me, and at times, I was a bit uneasy about living alone. See, when you're raised in a large family as I was, you become accustomed to having the presence of others around you at all times. Adjusting to the solitude of being single and living alone took a bit of time, but it seemed to suit me, so it was really an easy transition. (laughs) Easier than it might have been for someone else. It was late one night. I I had been asleep for a while, and slowly I began to awaken. As I slowly neared full consciousness, I became aware that I was not alone. There was someone else present. He was in bed with me, lying behind me. I always sleep on my side, and the man had pressed himself up against my back, spooning me. He was obviously aroused, which was easy to discern given how tightly he was pressed up against me, extending from the top of my back down to my legs and feet. I was frightened, very frightened. My heart pounding hard inside my chest. I, I tried to remain calm as I became ever more aware of his physical touch, but knowing I was alone in the apartment when I turned in for the night, I was left to cope with the thought that he had broken in as I slept and then crawled into bed with me. I struggled to remain calm, but it was becoming more and more difficult to maintain. I lay there hoping he would not become aware that I was awake and that I was trembling with terror. I focused my attention on taking long, slow, deep breaths to try to keep my fear under control as I grappled with the idea that that this stranger seemed unaware that I had awakened. Oddly, the longer I lay there, the calmer I, I seemed to feel. It was as if his mere presence and lack of any aggressive moves had convinced me he intended me no harm. Ever so slowly, 
I formed the conclusion that I needed to do something. The man's presence would keep me fearful enough. So additional sleep was certainly out of the question, but considering initiating any action at all carried with it the possibility that my moving might provoke an aggressive reaction from him. Still, I had to do something. I could not just lay there completely silent and immobile as I fought to swallow my fear. I gathered all these thoughts and I pushed them to the back of my mind, willing myself to act slowly, hoping against hope that he would not notice or at the very least not be alarmed by my movement. I turned my head just enough so that I could look over my shoulder at him. Even as I turned my head, he did not move so much as a muscle so far as I could tell. As I had lain there awake, My eyes had already become adjusted to the low light in the room, so I was confident I would be able to see his face. At that realization, it occurred to me, I was actually mulling over the idea that the man might be someone I knew, especially given his inaction towards subduing me in any way or even harming me. Slowly, I turned my head to the left grew bolder with the movement as it continued to elicit no reciprocal movement from him. My heart leaped upward in my chest as I saw that there was no one there. Yet the physical sense of a presence of his touch behind me, pressed up against me, lingered. Uh, I was stunned. How could there be no one there? So throwing aside the covers, I jumped out of bed. Still not certain I was indeed alone in the apartment, I strode from the bedroom and past my vanity into the kitchen and dining alcove and on into the living room. As I passed the entrance to my place, I quickly checked the door and confirmed that it was indeed locked, just as I had left it upon retiring for the night. There was no other person in my apartment with me. I was completely and utterly alone. Temporarily giving up on any thoughts of returning to sleep, I went to the bedroom, perched on the edge of my bed and pondered the situation, perusing the covers. Generally, you see, once I'm asleep, I tend to stay on the half of the bed I occupy when I lie down. But this night, it was obvious the other side of the bed had held someone or something. As the linens on the other half were disturbed, as you would expect, had someone else occupied that half as well. As I sat there, I slowly came to the conclusion that my visitor that evening was not of the physical realm, but from some other plane of existence beyond my understanding. It was an alien thought, but not one I could readily dismiss. I did finally get back to sleep, but remained too worked up for any really restful slumber that night. Oddly, it did not take long for me to simply tuck the memory of that night's occurrence away in my mind and once again feel safe enough inside my own home to turn in at night unafraid. However, 
there remained some niggling questions for me. Whose spirit was it who had visited? What was the purpose of his visit and would he return again? The questions did not disturb me, but it did awaken a curiosity regarding things one did not encounter ordinarily. It took some time for them to subside completely, but they did, at least for a while. It was within a couple of years that the second contact happened. At the time, I was experiencing some severe emotional trauma due to the deaths of various people, some close family members, as well as some coworkers and friends under a variety of circumstances. Among those circumstances were deaths from terminal illness, car accidents, suicides, and even a murder. There were eight such deaths over a period of 18 months. Also, during the time frame since the first visitation, my personal life had been tumultuous. In that span of time, I had married, divorced, and remarried. Given all my personal upheavals and combined with so much death, I was having a great deal of difficulty sleeping. I had developed the habit of simply falling asleep on the couch while watching TV. Going to bed at night was an exercise in futility for me during that period. The darkness, along with the quiet, worked in concert to bring forth inescapable recollections of all I had experienced, rendering me unable to fight them off and sleep. One night, as was my habit, I had fallen asleep, TV blaring thus keeping traumatic memories from assailing me and rendering me too alert to give in and finally fall asleep. With the TV providing the circumstance I required to drift away peacefully, I slept. Not long after having succumbed to slumber's welcoming arms, I awoke to the physical presence of someone pressed up against me from behind. As I became completely awake and aware, it occurred to me that this was impossible. The couch provided just enough room to accommodate me comfortably and me only. There was not enough room remaining to allow anyone to cuddle up against me in such a way. It dawned on me that there was no reason to be alarmed since it was an obvious impossibility. Well, with that thought, I quickly glanced behind me to verify my conclusions, and then I returned to my slumber. I did not give any further thought to this occurrence, having experienced it before. But I was convinced it was identical to the first visitation I previously experienced, complete with the spooning sensation I'd had before. Interestingly, soon after this contact, I discovered I could once again retire at night, tucked into bed, next to my husband and easily drift off to sleep, sans blaring television. The next and final contact occurred roughly a year after the second one. My husband and I had moved from the mobile home we had been occupying to military housing, and my husband had been sent to Alaska for a one-year-long remote tour of duty, so I was living alone once again but it seemed turmoil was returning to upset my life as before. My husband had been gone for six months, had returned home for a 30 day visit and then left to go back to Alaska to finish his tour. During his visit, we had concluded our marriage was a mistake. 
and agreed to sever the relationship. So he returned to Alaska and I was left to complete the arduous task of dividing up our belongings. I had pretty much finished that chore when the third spirit contact occurred. There wasn't much left in the house. I had disposed of most of our shared belongings, including most of the furniture, and was prepping to leave for an overseas assignment to England. The only substantial item of my husband's possessions that was left was his king-size waterbed. He had agreed to let me keep it until it was time for me to embark on my trip to England, at which time his brother would come and retrieve it. I was fast asleep in that waterbed and was jolted awake by the presence of the spirit, who was now a familiar, if infrequent, visitor. For some strange reason, I could never quite nail down this particular appearance, completely jolted me awake, unlike the others I'd had. I remember sitting bolt upright in bed, glancing around the room and yelling, Who are you? What do you want? Of course, I received no response to my questions. All was quiet and remained that way. The only thing left was the barest remnant of the spirit's physical touch as he had lain up against me in my bed. Nothing more. That night, I managed to go back to sleep immediately without any problem. And that was the last time the spirit visited me, at least so far as it has been. All that remained was an occasional thought as to the purpose of the visits. Over time, it dawned on me that each contact seemed to occur when I was dealing with something disruptive in my life. The first time, I had recently broken up with a man who would later become my husband and was adjusting to his absence. The second time was one of grief mourning and the emotional trauma of a friend having been brutally murdered. And it was due to the specter of death, a prolonged period that tested my resilience as it had never been tested. And finally, the third one happened as I was faced with the prospect of being single again, as well as adjusting to a life far from the U.S. to a new and unfamiliar culture. In each instance, it seems to me, the presence came at a time when my emotions were under assault due to upheaval of some sort. So I came to view them as a steadying presence at times when I was in dire need of such influence. In the years since these occurrences, I have found myself in similar times of disruption. But the spirit has not contacted me again. In fact, I had almost completely forgotten about the visits until I heard something that triggered my memories of them. In pondering how they ceased to happen, I can only surmise that my reaction to the third one may have caused the spirit to conclude that contact had become more disruptive to my psyche than the experiences I was having, so it decided to stop initiating them. Nowadays, I believe I would not find them at all disturbing. In fact, I would likely welcome them, along with the possibility of perhaps exploring them further, given the opportunity. At one point, I considered that the spirit could actually be that of an ex-boyfriend I had lost contact with, who habitually spooned me on the nights we spent together. But after much research, difficult without an internet available at the time, I was able to discover that the ex-boyfriend I'd been thinking of was still very much among the living. So just who that spirit was remains a complete mystery to me today. I remain hopeful, however, that someday 
I will know the answer to that question. Wow. Thank you, Deidre. Yeah. Um, you know, you uh, are just an amazing and remarkable woman. I had no idea the stuff that you had gone through. It's not, you know, it's not something that we've just chatted about one yeah. day. So I think that's absolutely phenomenal. First off, just how far you've come personally um, and how far you've come spiritually to understand that this may be someone that was trying to give you comfort. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really, you know, the, the processing after the fact, you know, understanding and, or realizing that maybe that was the case. And, you know, and I, I know you said, you know, you, you would welcome the encounter now, but maybe that's why also that it's not coming. It's because it's, you know, it, it's only comes in a time of need or, or something to that effect. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And that's, <clears throat> um, really after the the second encounter, that's when I also started to get that kind of feeling that, you know, it was just basically coming to, to comfort you in a time of need. Although in the, in the first encounter, you mentioned something about, uh, you'd noticed that it was aroused and I was just like, he's is, like, is see a little poke coming through. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, you're much braver than I, I don't know if this is your military training, but I, Man, if if I even feel wind hit my hair, I'm running. Like, I get spooked. So I get startled even quicker than the theologian sometimes. <laughs> um, but I get startled so easily. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, it's like I have, re you know, all it's been in the news the last few years as the Golden State Killer. Well, that was part of his thing, you know, that he would break into yeah. homes and and things like that. So I, I'm sure that always sits in the back of people's minds, you know, just predators like that. And um, the bravery that you had when you first thought that it was uh, an intruder is <laughs> something yeah. I don't know how I would have faced, uh, let alone to find out that no one was there and then to find the bed messy. <laughs> And the couch, oh, the couch got me because, yeah, there, you know, there's no room back there. So you're like, oh, well, that's awkward. Yeah. And it also makes me wonder if, like, it was a, you know, parallel dimension type thing mm -hmm. um, where this person, this, you know, person in this other dimension is laying down and they just happen to be laying down next to, you know, her laying down. Right. What if they were getting scared? I, and I, I don't mean to turn this to light, but the guys do experience fear boners. <laughs> I'm just saying. So he's like, who is this? You're right. Who, who's, who's nestled up in front of me, right? Yeah, in front of me in his dimension. He's like, right. who is this? There is no room on this double wide couch. Like, what's happening? Right. So, yeah. Interesting. Oh, so, yeah. But uh, just a reminder, guys, you can always send in your stories to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, whether they be short or whether they be long, we will always find time for them. And uh, much like Deidre's, uh, we can even sometimes pay special uh, attention to them because this is yeah. one that I have been wanting to do for a very, very long time. And so again, Deidre, I thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, and Josh, I think we should go ahead and get out of here, man. Yep. Um, no, just, yeah. no, no, just we're breaking, right? This is yeah. a December. It's a break, but we came back. I drove across country just for you all tonight to be here. No, really, I, I walked from my bedroom to my mouth. But anyways, he did. But it was cold. He walked it was both cold. ways up yeah. that snow hill in his up room. Up that right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a reminder. Uh, next week we will not 
have an episode next week is an actual no episode week um but for uh the week of christmas do we have a very special surprise bonus episode uh it's going to be fantastic and, and of course don't forget our season premiere uh rendlesham forest incident in january you are not going to want to miss that we're going to be kicking off the year 2022 is going to be phenomenal and we cannot wait for you guys to be a part we love you guys so so much yep definitely looking forward to i mean i've i'm already you know kind of getting things scheduled and it's it's already just the first two months are shaping out to be an interesting year so interesting year all right well let's go ahead and get out of here thank you guys so much for listening to the fearscape paranormal podcast here on the fearscape media network i am your host stefan gearhart and uh just a reminder keep your eyes to the skies and this is josh the truth is now and remember folks hold those blankets extra tight because things tend to get spooky when you're listening to fearscape good night everybody good night happy holidays We hope you have enjoyed this guidepost on the road of high strangeness with us. And we thank you, as always, for listening and joining our caravan to the weird and unknown. Please consider supporting us as we continue our journey to find the answers we all seek. Fearscapepodcast.com forward slash support.